0: Well, praise the Lord today. It's wonderful to be in his house. You know, the good Lord is concerned with the utterance of his people. And this can certainly apply to confession. For we understand that we are to have a good confession, a godly confession, the confession of faith. The Lord concerned with the utterance of His people. This can certainly apply to conversation. For we are to have pure conversation. Undefiled that does not defile. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. We could surely go on, for there are many scriptures that speak to the topic. We read a scripture such as Proverbs 15, verse 2. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. One of the great gems of wisdom found in the book of Proverbs is this, Proverbs 13, 3. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Verse 2, it's not on the screen. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his lips, but the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence. The reality of one who would keep their mouth, the certainty of a kept life. I've heard it said, loose lips sink ships. This can speak to many things. Concerning the text, Reading from the Amplified, the one who guards his mouth, thinking before he speaks, protects his life. The one who opens his lips wide and chatters without thinking comes to ruin. The message, careful words make for a careful life. Careless talk may ruin everything. Surely we must know that the good Lord is concerned with the utterance of his people. That which would flow from our lips, flow from our mouths. Listen to the words found in the book of James, James chapter 3, beginning of verse 2. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man that is mature able also to bridle the whole body indeed we put bits in horses mouths that they may obey us and we turn their whole body look also at ships although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires even so the tongue by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. The manner of the tongue is serious business. The Lord is greatly concerned with the utterance of his people, that which would flow from our mouths. And oh, we need our hearts healed. Proverbs 15, 7, the lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the fool does not do so. The words of our Lord, Matthew chapter 12, verses 34 and 35, brood that is offspring of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. The Gospel of Luke 6, verse 45 A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Conversation of little importance. And the quality of such. While we read a scripture like Malachi 3.16, Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. We need our hearts healed, and we need our lips, our tongues healed. And I share these words. The prophet Isaiah provides us with an example of how we can heal our tongue. One, Isaiah drew near to the Lord and prayed for a vision of God's holiness. I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, Isaiah 6, 1. Anyone who wants to live pleasing to the Lord must continually go into his presence until he obtains a vision of God's holiness. All healing, all true blessings, all victories begin at his throne. This is where we see God in his holiness. Two, in God's holy presence, Isaiah was deeply convicted of having unclean lips. Then I said, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of Hosts." Why did Isaiah cry out, I am a man of unclean lips? It was because he had seen the King of glory. Our transgressions become exceedingly sinful when we are in God's presence. The light of his holy countenance exposes everything that is unlike him. Three, Isaiah allowed the Lord to touch him and cleanse him with his holy fire. The text Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. God's Word is a live coal. And the Holy Spirit is its fire. God wants to put His fire in your tongue put his fire to your tongue and sanctify it. He can do it for you if you will let his word convict you. He is the only one who can do it. Your part is simply to confess as Isaiah did, woe is me, I am unclean. Let this word go straight to your heart and purge you, purge you with its fire. Confess, yes, it is me, Lord. I will not let this word pass me by, purge my lips and my tongue, cleanse my mouth and my heart." The Lord is so concerned with the utterance of His people, that which flows from their lips and it speaks to confession, speaks to conversation. You know, a man may have a proverb in his mouth and yet be a fool. A sinner may speak a proverb. A hellish man. A brute. A natural man, a foolish man. Listen to what Proverbs says, Proverbs 26, 9. Like a thorn that goes into the hand of a drunkard is a proverb in the mouth of fools. The Amplified Classic, like a thorn that goes without being felt into the hand of a drunken man. So is a proverb in the mouth of a self-confident fool. The Amplified Bible, like a thorn that goes without being felt into the hand of a drunken man, so is a proverb in the mouth of a fool who remains unaffected by its wisdom. A fool remains unaffected by its wisdom. Wisdom heard, yes. And hear the very wisdom they seek to offer. Proverbs ten nineteen. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Which leads us back to Proverbs thirteen three. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Is this not our cry? Psalm nineteen fourteen? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. How's the utterance? Confession, conversation, dialogue, what kind of fruit? The fruit of the lips. I wonder if this is enough to usher in change. Matthew twelve thirty six. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, They will give account of it in the day of judgment. We're talking about careless, useless, inoperative, non-working words. Let's ask the Lord and let's invite the Lord, Psalm 141, 3. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. You know, we see clearly by way of Scripture that we are responsible and that we have a responsibility to keep our mouths. And the Lord will help us in this. He will aid us as we cry out for a guard to be set in place, keeping watch over the door of our lips. And should a vagrant, a scoundrel or a thief show up in the mouth, at the door of the lips, may the guard, the watch set in place, sound the alarm. And may we side with the keeping of the Lord. You know, the manner of some is so loose. The conversation unwise, not holy. And the Lord's listening. Proverbs 4.24, put away from thee, forward mouth and perverse lips, put far from thee. The NLV, put false speaking away from you, put bad talk far from you. The NLT, avoid all perverse talk, stay away from corrupt speech. This is God's wisdom. And this is his manner and way for those that are his sons and daughters. Much truth in these words, we will experience regret when we do not weigh our words before we give them life. And this, you cannot be too careful of what you say, for the words you utter show what power is controlling your mind and heart. That's the truth. According to the Word of God. Is the Lord speaking to us now? Let's not close our ears. Let's not be self-confident. Lord, is my mouth being kept? Back to Ephesians. Ephesians 4. 29 to 31, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you, with all malice. If we just got real with ourselves and allowed the verdict of the Lord to have its way with us, I wonder today, is there any corrupt communication proceeding from our mouths? Doesn't mean it's all corrupt. The communication, is it good to the use of edifying? Is it ministering grace to the hearers? Reading from the message paraphrase, Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Each word a gift. Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. The Voice Bible, don't let even one rotten word seep out of your mouths. Instead, offer only fresh words that build others up when they need it most. The way, that way your good words will communicate grace to those who hear them. It's time to stop bringing grief to God's Holy Spirit. You've been sealed with the Spirit, marked as His own for the day of rescue. Banish bitterness, rage and anger, shouting and slander, and any and all malicious thoughts. These are poison. Man, the text is clear. So pointed. The truth is this. Only good can come from possessing a kept mouth. Proverbs 13, 3, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Now, I don't know about you, but I have witnessed the destruction of wide-open lips, of unkept mouths and can they ever bring ruin quickly Proverbs 17:28 even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace when he shuts his lips he's considered perceptive Proverbs 10:19 In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is wise. This is the wisdom of the Lord for us. Not that we are scared of conversing, of conversation, of opening our lips. Not that we turn mute. Not that we never speak. The wisdom of the Lord for us is a kept mouth, holy confession, communication, edifying, ministering grace. A kept mouth. It's interesting that it says it's time to stop bringing grief to God's Holy Spirit. Unholy and unfitting communication and confession, dialogue. The words of Watchman Nee, Proverbs thirteen three says, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. We are not sure whether Solomon was referring to physical life or spiritual life when he wrote this proverb. But let us consider spiritual things based on this principle. A seeker of the Lord who has life and wishes to supply the church with life must be careful with his words. If we are not careful with our words, life will leak away. Why are some people not very useful in the hand of the Lord? They are not useful because life has leaked away. One only touches death in them. One does not touch any life in them because the life has leaked away through their words. Therefore, we have to guard our mouth even keeping a close watch on it. Many stories testify that nothing leaks away life as much as idle words. However, it does mean that next to sin, the most debilitating thing for our life is our idle words. If we are preserved in our words, we will be able to preserve life loose lips sink ships we don't want life to leak away we want to be useful in the hand of the Lord that one only touches life in us a wholesome tongue And now likened to a tree, Proverbs 15, 4, a wholesome tongue, that is a healing tongue, is a tree of life. But perverseness in it breaks the spirit. The Amplified Bible is soothing tongues, speaking words that build up and encourage is a tree of life. But a perverse tongue, speaking words that overwhelm and depress, crushes the spirit. I trust we can all see how serious this is in the eyes of the Lord. The manner of conversation, confession. If we could all get to this place, Psalm 45, 1. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made, touching the King. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. You know, I know this scripture and what is being said here. And still I hear the Spirit speak. You know, I wonder what life would be like if we only spoke of things made touching the King. The confession, that which is made touching the king. The conversation, the communication, the dialogue, that which is made touching the king. We can have the worship team return today. If this were the case, surely the utterance would change. Uh, which would flow off our lips, made touching the king. Zephaniah 3, verse 9. For then, changing their impure language, I will give to the people a clear and pure speech from pure lips that they may all call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one unanimous consent and one united shoulder bearing the yoke of the Lord. The New King James Version, I will restore to the peoples a pure language. Literally a pure lip. This is part of the work of the Lord. You know, it's often said the last two things to get saved. is the wallet and the tongue, right? <laughs> There's a lot of truth there. 1 Corinthians 1.10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. It's possible. It's definitely possible. The people of clear and pure speech from pure lips. You know, if we'd allow the Lord to do His work. First off, if we'd hide His Word in our hearts, And welcome the abundance that flows. We will not sin against Him. If we'd all cry out, if we draw near to the Lord even now, if we would pray for a vision of His holiness. Lord, purge us with Your fire. Lips, tongue, mouth, heart. We know how destructive words are. There may be those in this room. You're feeling that weight right now because you know how destructive words have been in your own life. What they've created. The carnage. Only good can come from a kept tongue, from a kept mouth. Lord, help us with our confession and our conversation, our dialogue, the communication. Lord, that we would not grieve you, or grieve the Spirit. But it would all be pleasing in your sight. Pleasant sound to your ears, Lord.